0: Real talk with Bella, MJ. How are you?
1: I am doing well. How are you doing?
0: I am doing well as well. I am very uh, look, much looking forward to this conversation because um, I know when uh, your team reached out, I was uh, hopeful and excited because I feel like these conversations are more necessary than ever, especially during this time um, and before I kind of give it away, I would like to, for you to tell our listeners, you know, uh, to talk a little bit about lucid and, uh, recovery voices, cause then I, I'm going to get to the questions, uh, but just to get it from you, uh,
1: absolutely more
0: thoroughly. Yes.
1: So, uh, lucid is it, let me just make sure I have all my stuff on silent. <laughs> uh, so lucid is, is a an app for anybody who is sober or or has aspirations to to be sober. So that would include uh, people in active addiction looking to get sober. That would include the sober curious movement, which uh, I wish I had when I was trying to get sober. It gives people the ability to ask questions. Uh, People who are, you know, more wellness and uh, inspired and, and, don't see, feel the need to to uh, to for a social lubricant in order to socialize and yeah. and all that fun stuff. And so it's it's all inclusive of anyone who who wishes uh, to to live a sober life. And we built a very comprehensive platform which has sober events, sober dating, sober travel, um, a a whole platform where people post celebrating their sobriety every day, or their challenges uh, in sobriety, uh, or maybe they're trying to get sober. There's also hotlines if someone needs help right away. Um, If they need professional help, they can uh, immediately access over 14,000 legit script certified treatment centers. Um, And then um, we also launched uh, Recovery Voices, uh, which uh, I think launched. I want to say Tuesday of last week, and um, these are either a um, turnaround stories of of people uh, that uh, from best-selling authors on sobriety to NFL players to NHL players to actors to musicians to everyday people, showing anyone has that they that they that the chances that they can turn their lives around are 100%. So long as they're willing to put in the work and say the three words that no alcoholic or addict wants to say, I need help. Um, Then the other is subject matter experts in specifically in uh, trauma, like we had trauma therapists, we had the clinical director of Mountainside, we had the head of top telehealth companies, um, where uh, different modalities that people use, and and so people can learn more about uh, alcoholism and addiction and the treatment you know that's available. Um, so it was something that was about took us about five months to do. Um, we dropped the first three episodes last week. We just dropped three more this week. I have i i think thirty three others um so uh, we're very excited about that
0: so as you're talking, I can't help but get um i mean I, anybody who knows me knows I'm a hot mess i'm a', a, a, I'm, a I'm human, I cry <laughs> over puppy commercial I, I'm just you know this hits very close to home for me having grown up with um addicts in my in in my environment. And uh, I've had um you know, friends uh, that have gone through this. I've had um, you know, partners in my in my past and family members who have um, undergone some sort of you know recovery treatment and are still to this day, you know, struggling and and um trying to to not fall off the wagon and you know there are many things that you said that obviously resonate with me because i i've lived this right this is kind of like um so for anyone who may have not gone through something like this it it'll probably be like oh well here we go again or this is just another and i think the importance of this moment is to have conversations about the fact that this can happen to anyone and it is happening to as you said, everyday people and people who are have a, you know, very successful careers who have been able to, uh you know, despite the addiction or the struggle, build a life. Um, but the hope, right, the silver lining is that it is possible and that um, there is help. And as you said, you know, those are the three words I think that we all struggle with, and in, in, in many instances, is to ask for help. I know that when I was un- going through postpartum depression with my first son, the fact that I allowed anyone to help me, you know, because I felt like I was Superwoman and I could handle it all. And in a way, it's not similar, but I can, I can, um, I can relate to how difficult it is to recognize and acknowledge that we need help. Um, But more importantly, where I really want to drive this conversation is that if we do know someone who is um, trying to get, has gotten, uh, you know, that stigma that that still is carried along with that, that label, right? Like, oh, this person was an alcoholic or this person was a junkie or an addict or whatever the case may be. How do we... You know begin to break down i guess those walls of having these because this is happening too and i know statistics and i know that you know this better than i do but i know that i get um pitched you know statistics on practically a daily basis of how much addiction has increased especially over the past year and a half because we have nowhere to turn or go uh how do we even begin to have these conversations
1: well first of all, getting vulnerable is, is so important, uh, which you just discussed. We need to scream from the rooftops that it's okay, not to be okay. And that say, yeah. and there's tremendous power in vulnerability. Um, and it, listen, I have sat next to academy award winners and you name it. Um, and you know, I was doing an episode with Brandon Lee where we were, we were saying, you know, we need to scream from the rooftops. I was doing actually also, I was doing Z 100 and I was talking to scary Jones and I was like, we need to get Eminem and like people with hundred, 200 million followers yeah. saying, you know what? I wasn't okay. And here's what yeah. I did to get to the other side, because yeah. here's the thing. If you're listening. Okay. Alcoholism and addiction was diagnosed as a disease since the 1950s, yet we still think it's our fault, okay? Now, would we think it's our fault if we had diabetes or high cholesterol? It is the same thing. And so I speak to people all day that's like, I can't believe I can't stop. I don't have the willpower, you know, and all this stuff, right? It has nothing to do with any of that it is is a, it is a disease the ama and all the greater medical bodies have you know said it is a disease and the beauty of that to answer your question is yeah. it allows you to understand it's not your fault a and number and b is there is a solution and recovery is not just possible it's guaranteed Okay, so long as you're willing to say those three words. The reason why it's so hard to say those three words is because of three letters, E-G-O, right? So the ego completely, I don't know if you're not allowed to curse here, but completely- A
0: hundred percent, 24, yes, please.
1: The ego fucks (laughs) us up on levels that next to resentment, ego, it destroys millions of lives, Every day, I have an old spawn C, who was found dead in his room a couple of weeks ago for Father's Day. He simply didn't want to count days again, yeah. and his yeah. ego let him out, and now he was found dead, and he'd left a seven-year-old child. And, and And I could just tell you countless stories. and 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 I have a friend of mine, rest in peace, Adrian. She she passed sober of of cancer. Sadly, she used to always say when I when I was getting sober and started on this journey your ego is not your amigo and you know and and but i'll take it a step further the, the ego will absolutely give you no ability to achieve emotional sobriety now you may be dry and that's freaking fucking miserable right? Yeah. Because yeah. what we do, what do we do when we white knuckle? White knuckling is really like holding on to bars when we're hanging on and, our, and the blood is kind of, that's why our knuckles are white. Eventually, yeah. we release and we fall back into our addiction. So what yeah. we need to do is lean in and see w- what our fears are, what our resentments are, what our angers are. You know, I could always tell you how I drank and how I drugged, but it wasn't until I realized why I drank, why, and and why I drug, and took pen to paper, that I was able to get better. And yeah. so, for people that are listening that think you have no hope, know that recovery is guaranteed. It works a hundred percent of the time for a hundred percent of the people that do a hundred percent of the work.
0: But that's that's the key. You just hit it also on the head is that it does involve work, and it is attached to our ego, and it is, um, which is my hope. Through the platforms that you know I have access to, through this publication and through all the different mediums, is to demystify what having a difficult conversation actually looks like. Because it, it's only it's necessary to grow. Period. Like you cannot get to the other side of anything unless you break down uh, what you just said, the emotional, um, you know, or, or get your emotional well being in check because you're drinking or drugging or. Do, shooting up for a re there is a reason behind that it's not it, the high is not the I always believe that the high is not what you're 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 after um well the high is what numbs you right but it's numbing you from emotional pain it's from emotional pain that is it's masking it right and it's making yeah. you not feel it feel it right and
1: and, and 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 you know recovery isn't isn't about not drinking we're yeah. not drugging people don't get that recovery is about facing life on life's terms yeah okay getting rid of the substances only allows us to have the ability to face life on life's terms right so it's not like oh my god i can't wait till happy hour then i could just pound my worries away and then wake yeah. up the next day with yesterday's challenges plus today's and before you the know
0: hangover it, yep.
1: you're about to explode right <laughs> Yeah. And you talk about, I, I was saying, it requires the work. So Bella, right? Yeah. You're sitting in an office. Did you just walk in and, and just have instant success? Is that what happened? You didn't uh, do any no.
0: work? <laughs> no. You know what
1: I mean? So anything that anyone has ever achieved, you know, that the Olympics are going on, did any of these people that, that are, are, you know, flying around on, on, on these bars and, and, you know, hurdles and all this stuff, You think they never put in work? Yeah. So anything that 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 that, you know anybody has a skill set for any success level, okay,
0: requires work.
1: Yeah. So why should this be different?
0: Yes. I think it's because um, ultimately you're faced with the choice of, but but again, that can be anything, right? Like you're faced with the choice. Well, you're the one who decides to take the drug or consume the alcohol or ultimately it is you. However, I think what um, a big part of it is that, you know, you're placed in an environment where that's just not sustainable. And going back to what you said about asking for help, if you're vulnerable to take the drink to make yourself feel better or to express yourself or to numb yourself out, you know, the root of that emotional plane is what we have to get to the core of. Um, but our humanity, right, is based on moments like these, being able to have these um, conversations that are difficult, that stir up shit, right? Like they bring up, I'm, I'm sitting here uh, conducting this, but I can't help but remember, you know, how I would show up to my grandmother's house on a Sunday and my, my uncle would be, um, it was one of two, either passed out, From the night before uh, or on a rager because the household was trying to prevent him from getting the next drink or leaving the house. Um, And he just, you know, and it created mass chaos. So it was not once or twice where we would get to the house and my mom would have to say, okay, let's get back in the car. This is not, you know, the place to be right now. Um, But it was frequent. And I remember growing up with you know, I have a, I have a, and I'm going to say decent for the sake of, you know, describing it, a decent relationship with him now, but he got help later in life, you know, and as a child, I don't have fond memories of my uncle. Like, that's the reality right. of it. So, yes. um, you know, as an adult, though, too, now, I can take it for what it was, because now I understand that what he was going through dealing with. Uh, were just challenges of his own that he didn't know and have the resources to deal with right Uh, and to handle and to cope and it took unfortunately my mother my grandmother passing away for him to literally you know get himself uh, on track and but thank god he did like now he's actually a part of the family and we could have other stories to tell uh, you know as adults than we did when we were children Um, but to your point you know Ego is, is, is definitely not your, I'm, I'm going to say that because I'm Dominican and I can say that with the Spanish <laughs> accent, ego is not your amigo. Yeah. And until we realize that, um, you know, it, but again, going back to what hopefully this past year and a half has allowed us um, to learn about ourselves and of each other and ask for the help where needed. Although addiction cases have risen, I know other cases of people where like they're they have they were so low in their lows that they decided to get the help that they needed and a platform like yours is honestly a one-stop shop for what um you know a sober aspiring uh person or uh, if they have, you know, been able to accomplish sobriety to just stay in that space with other like-minded people so that they don't feel so alone and so isolated from, you know, this process or this journey.
1: Well, I, yeah, I mean, everybody thinks they're a special snowflake, including me. I th- <laughs> I was like, no, nobody understands if they, you know, knew what I was going through, you know. And, and so the opposite of this <laughs> connection, right? And so you suddenly see people uh, and, and with COVID, like we, we told, what's the one thing that we tell people never to do in, in, in early recovery uh, or recovery period is to self-isolate. And suddenly yeah. here we had COVID. So yeah. we had to find other ways to connect. And, and so people would say, aren't you incredibly excited about, you know, the massive growth in your app in the first, when when COVID hit? And I'm like, the answer to that question, if I was like answering it from a like a business side, maybe yes. But you know, I'm coming from a, a double bottom line, meaning per, per, like listen, I want to be alive. If I wasn't yeah. so right, yeah. so the answer to your question is seeing people come in with the pain uh, 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 of when COVID was happening, and just people flooding in with such pain. Um, it was very sad, but, um, and we saw it first in the hospitality industry, people that were getting low letting go of the hospitality industry. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a bullet in my brain. I'm going to shoot up. And, but the beauty is that the people in the community were able to say, I get it. You know, I've been there too. And it's like, there's a saying those amongst us, no explanation is necessary. Those not amongst us, no explanation is possible. The moment that someone can identify, everything is done through identification. You can't stick solution down people's throat. So the, the, what you need to do is say, I get it. I've been there. And he, yep. let me share you my experience. Then the moment that you share your experience, then the person's like, holy fuck.
0: Yeah, I'm not and, by myself in this. Yeah.
1: Yep. And, then, and then the healing can start. And yeah. so that's what it's all about. But then you know, you take it to another level. That's why I was saying we have to create a massive consumption category of Lucid because we have UGC user generated content, right? Where people post thousands of messages each day, whatever. But people consume content and learn at an exorbitantly higher amount than they create it. And yeah. so, for people that want to learn about addiction, you go and you listen to recovery voices. And, and you can go, you know, you can listen to Amy Dresser, Brandon Lee, Wes Gear, Ruby Warrington. And then we have, I mean, I have 36 others that I shot and 40 others that are, you know, on the back of that. Um, yeah. and you can learn about addiction and you can learn about what it takes to get to the other side. And you're going to hear a lot. And I promise you, you're going to hear a lot of stories that are, you're going to say, holy shit. Yeah. If they could get through that, I got this. Yeah. Because listen, these, the, the people that I have brought in to recovery voices have had some of the most amazing turnaround stories. Okay. Listen, I'll take an example. Tim Ryan, you know, Tim Ryan is a recovery advocate. He, he, you know, Went to prison. He came out of prison, and he he takes responsibility for his own son's death. You know, because he taught his son how to shoot up heroin, right? And what does he do now? He he speaks all over the world, taking the message of recovery and hope to other people, and he saves lives for a living. That's what he does. But what what it took was a while on heroin. You know, an accident where he hurt people, got sent to prison. And got sober there, and now he's he's you know he's out there saving the world. Same thing with Wes Gear from Corn, you know the, the guitarist from Corn. Yeah. Same with Brandon Lee, the the three or five time Emmy Award winner. Sa- same thing with Ro- Ruby Warrington, the, ha- the head of the Sober Curious Movement. Ian Morgan Cron, uh, you know all these people, their stories are dramatic. Yeah, you know, um, and some of them are. Um, are life changing from the sense of they they've created movements like Ruby yeah. did with the sober curious movement. So, my point is, people need to learn. We need to learn. And once you understand that the the the, the disease of addiction and alcoholism, you're like, wow. And and I'll tell yeah. I'll tell you something else. One of the best things that ever happened to me is my father had six strokes in thirty days in two thousand twelve and um, or two thousand fourteen, and that was a horrible experience, but I was not able to go anywhere. So I would listen to tapes of people, you know, and and learn about alcoholism because yeah. I just sit by his bedside, and I learned about alcoholism and addiction.
0: Yeah, and I was like, God,
1: I never knew this.
0: Yeah, and so that's
1: why we thought it was so important to create this entire learning platform on Lucy. Well,
0: and and I think that that's. Um quite honestly the beauty of what you have created is that it is number one it's so accessible so it's not like you really have to go anywhere it's it's an app right so it's accessible from your devices which we all have and and you can tap into a network um that just like you said gets it understands that you can hear from other people who have lived, breathed, you know, some of similar experiences, sometimes even worse, because we try to measure and, and, you know, we try to measure up to other people. They're like, well, I'm not as bad as that person, or I'm not, you know, addiction is addiction, period. And how, you know, we deal with it uh, varies among the, the resources that we have accessible to us. I know that for me, in my college years, I was um, getting out of hand with drinking, and it took one therapy session, uh, I'm a huge mental health advocate. So I remember her doing like this whole um, uh, personality test on me and said, you know, you have an addictive personality and you need to watch substances because you have a tendency to just go there, right? And, and it took that one conversation for me to, um, for it to trigger enough concern where I just stopped, I just decided to stop and said, you know what, this isn't good for me. This is obviously not going to take me uh, onto the path that I would like to my life to go on. Um, But I found other ways to get addicted to other things like work or food, right? And, And because that's just in my nature. However, through therapy, and through the years, I have learned to manage and control it. And I have no shame in now speaking those things out loud right because i feel like we need to show the reality of what that you know recovery can look like and you're saying that it's guaranteed and it's possible i at least with my struggles i know that i'm still dealing with a, a few of them to this day but it takes work and it's on a daily basis and it's and i know that it's okay so whoever may be listening, who may be finding themselves in one foot in, one foot out, um, the work you can't half-ass, as long as you're doing the work, I feel is like what will continue to be your saving grace, I guess. Yeah, I, oh, I mean, yeah
1: absolutely. I mean, they, they say half measures avail us nothing, you know, and another way to say this, half measures do not avail us half. Uh, so like we have to do the work and uh, and and listen you know the fact that you so by here's what I freaking hate and and what (laughs) what you're doing by getting vulnerable is you're saving lives as you're talking that's what you're doing okay because people are listening to you and there's there's a, you know, there's young women that are listening to you or whatever. Thank you the for the
0: young, guys. but okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, they're
1: saying, and they're saying, wow, you know, look at her and all I need, like, like there isn't something the matter with me. And, that, and, and there's going to be a context switch that people are listening to you and you're going to be touching people right now that you're going to be saving their lives just by getting authentic and vulnerable. Right. Yeah. So here's what I freaking hate. I hate because there's this, compa- we can use digital for good, or we can do be, use digital for bad. Okay. This yeah. compare and despair shit is, is skyrocketing the suicide rates. Okay. And, and I can tell you people that are putting pictures up with their fancy cars and their girlfriend in the bikini or their hot boyfriend or whoever, right. Yeah. And their house and the Hamptons and all of that you know, living my best life. Right. And then I'll speak to that person two days later. I'm like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm fucking miserable. Life sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wow, your, your IG didn't look like that yesterday. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and they're putting on a, a performance, but what yeah. they're doing is they're killing people Yeah. because the, the kids looking at it is saying, Oh my God, I don't have that. Right. I'm never going to be that. And And so by them being inauthentic, they are killing people. So you're saving lives, they're killing people. So what we need to do is we need to get a ton of other people like you, like Brandon, like Wes, like Rudy. Like like you,
0: like Like you, you know, know? know, to keep having conversations for sure. I know, Jen, you were going to say something
2: before we wrap up. I'm actually just curious, um, I don't know if you brought this up at all, but do you have space on Lucid on your app for, you know, people who might be listening that maybe, you know, I've never suffered with addiction, but I lived with it. You know, I grew up in a household filled with addiction. So I didn't realize until many years later when I, you know, put myself through therapy that, the ways that I was affected were actually totally normal. And there's uh, this book I read called um, Codependent No More. And there's a, there's a term for the people who, who live with it, like the bystanders, if you will, um, and I'll mess it up, so I'm not even gonna say it, um, but the, the amount that they also struggle with, you know what I mean? So I'm curious if it's obviously a resource, a learning tool for those that are struggling with addiction, do you also have space for people who have maybe lived with it, their loved ones, their parents, their significant others, that have a space that they can come and say, "What that's, the fuck is wrong with me?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that,
1: that's such. Um, yeah. A, that's such a great question. So here's, so so the first answer is is you know lucid. Anybody could sign up for lucid. Okay. okay. Now um, we have had so many discussions about this because, as you know, or may not, may or may not know. In 12 steps group 12 step groups they completely separate right one from the other. One is the person that is uh, has a willingness not to drink or drug and the other is uh, a group of millions tens of millions of people that were where their their family members had to deal with their family members or their friends and all of that. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out a way, that we still keep the integrity of the people who are trying to get sober not mixed in with people who are saying, what do I do with my family member? And then the person says, well, wait a second, you're not, you know, you're not, uh, if you're not sober, why are you on here? So, yeah. it, so what we're trying to do, I'm so glad that, that you asked that, Jim. Um, what we're trying to do is figure out, do we have to create another section of the app where people tag specifically, that kind of keeps it clean, right? Because it's so important for a couple of reasons. Number one, if people need treatment, right, the majority of people that book the treatment are the family members too. So, um, so the that we've been trying to figure out. Okay, how are we going to do it in a way that we 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 take the people who are suffering from alcoholism and addiction and allow them to talk to each other, right? Without, so if you look at like the wall of, of Lucid, you know, it's all people talking about sobriety or addiction or questions and all this stuff, right? Whether we build another subsection where it's the family members or friends or whatever it is of alcoholics or addicts, guess it's something that's absolutely necessary. It's a little tricky to do. I'll tell you something else which is really challenging for us. You know, there's, we need to get in as early as possible, like pre-17 years old. But, you know, our app is 17 and older and there's nothing we could do about it because we have the dating component. It will not allow us Got to it. reach the lower demographic, lower demographic yeah killing me, right? Yeah. So Listen,
0: some of my, my, my friends who till this day struggle with drinking, started drinking at 13. So it's like, you know, and, and trust me, I come from a country where you go clubbing at 13, and they serve you a drink, and it's okay. So, um, and, you know, it, it's just disheartening to uh, even think about that and even say that out loud, but it's the reality and I, I'm a former elementary and high school teacher. And I would find my students, my high school students out at bars. And I would be the one to be like, you're going home with me right now. I'm like, thank you for ruining my night. Uh, but right. you're going home, you know, yeah. because why yeah. are you here? Like what is happening right now? So I am a 100% on board with you on that. Hopefully, um, there is a way that that can be figured out. But I love the ability uh, because that's nine times out of 10. Um, and I know that I've had this in conversations with uh, loved ones where it's like, you know, the 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 response back is thank you for loving me through this journey, right? Because uh, not, you know, some people are just so isolated in themselves and they don't ask for help. And that when they do, they find themselves alone because of the consequences that their own addiction has brought them um but a lot of the times the people who are the bystanders watching we just don't know what to do we don't know what to do how to help how to support so um i'm very encouraged to know that something like this is out there i actually sent this app to several of my friends um just here's something that you should be looking at you know here's something that may be of interest to you just as a recommendation i'm always putting um, resources out. So I commend you for uh, this work because this is gut-wrenching, soul-stirring uh, work. Uh, and as you said before, you have had to gone through this to to understand the other side of it, right? And really um, commend you for coming out of uh, your, your own addiction and your struggles and, and now doing something that is in the service of others. And that's commendable all on its own. How can people find the app? How can people connect with you uh, and, and learn more?
1: So the, if you, uh, whether you are you have an Android device or, or an iPhone, it's available in every store, right, uh, in the United States, then we're opening up the UK and, and the surrounding territories too, then, found, then uh, followed by Central and South America and then Asia. Um, and... Um, you could get in contact with me directly at mj at lucidapp l o o s i d, app APP.com uh, dot com, and, um, and it's hundred percent free. Listen, this is this is we have spent an exorbitant amount of money and we're not you know we're not uh we're not Warren Buffett um,
0: <laughs> creating this
1: platform. My 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 business partner's family has has been ravaged by addiction. And, um, and I'm a recovered addict recovered, just to be clear, meaning for today, so long as I work a program, I'm in the state of recovered. Okay, I wake up every morning with untreated alcoholism, and I have to do what I have to do um, every day. And, and, and it's important to note, the main reason why we, we did why we chose this route is we were looking to. To uh, buy a bunch of treatment centers, and and I was like, I was telling my business partner, I was like, look, there's 150 million people suffering from alcohol abuse alone, right? Not even counting a single pill or or heroin or cocaine or whatever, right? So even if we open 10,000 locations, maybe we'll help 100,000 people a year, but that doesn't put a dent in you know close to to 500 million people that that are affected because this is reported and i haven't even reported that i have an alcohol problem right so the only way that we could do that is bring is create a platform and bring everybody to one place yeah yeah and so that's the reason why you know we had a you know as they say in, in in business a big hairy audacious goal, a had right? Yeah, um, yeah. Because it's the only way that we're gonna, truly going to be able to move the needle with regard yeah. to, you know, addiction and, and the way people think about addiction and understand yeah. it's not their fault. It has nothing to do with willpower. There should be no shame. It, it, sobriety is not the end of fun. All this bullshit that's yeah. been in these people's minds that prevented them from getting help just like it prevented me for almost 16 years you know i came wow. from the urban hip-hop world so it's like i was like look if this is diners church basements and yeah. coffee fuck
0: this yeah right? yeah L- listen trust me i was always the designated driver after that conversation i actually offered myself up i'm like you guys could do your do you i'll have my uh my soda with lime and i'll and i'll be fine and i'll i'll make sure everybody gets home safe so um, and that became my role into this day, you know, I, I rarely drink and, and I, I do socially, but even then, like, it's not something that I need or am required, thank God, because I know that for myself, had it, it could have gone a completely different direction, uh, had I chosen, you know, to, to keep at uh, not dealing with what I really needed to deal with. So um, I am so happy that we got to talk to you today. I know that uh, our listeners are going to um, receive this uh, very, it's gonna be very well received just because the information uh, is actionable. It's actually something that you can do right now. Uh, If you have been kind of shuffling your feet about how to get help, uh, even how to learn about getting help, this is a great way for you to do so. So thank you, MJ, this has been Really, really refreshing, and I think that there's a part two to this conversation uh, in in a few months so that we can uh, come in here and celebrate how many people you have saved and and helped yeah. get on board for sure now yeah. listen
1: I, I thank you so much for you know it's so important that we have you know people shining a light on this space. thank you uh, for what you're doing because it's 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 just unfortunately there's just there more people. Have these, stick, these false stigmas, then know what the reality is. And so, you know, if, if it weren't for people like you, you know, giving the microphone to people like me, you know, I, I scream from the microphone every day, but the more microphones I have, the better <laughs> of I Of course, have, the, the, the more opportunities have.
0: you have to, yeah. to help others. So, yeah, for sure thank you. I really appreciate it. And I know that um, I I, like I said, I can't wait for part two for this because I know that uh, we will I will be following up to have more conversations because we need to. We need to. So I'm so grateful.